fucked. Yeah. So my shit is just on the floor beside me in my bed because I've been podcasting so much that it would literally be rude to continue to do it in the living room. Yeah. So if I'm in the living room, not only will I like be tempted to talk to Rachel, be tempted to watch what she's watching. I'll also like get completely derailed if she tries to talk to me while I'm editing. Yeah. So I've just taken to like doing all of it in the bedroom and it's like really unsafe for my gear. But other than that, it's really convenient. (laughs) What's unsafe about your gears? Like it's It's on on the floor. Oh, it's It's like on the floor, like in a pile of other crap. There's like a pillow here next to it. Some dirty shirts, my backpack, the fan. That's that's the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But whatever, you know. I'm I'm vibing. One day we're gonna have Roxy here mansion, and each of us are still gonna wait. have separate rooms for podcasting. Hell yeah! When we move to the desert with Audrey, that's right. Yeah, I wouldn't know how to do it any other way because I've become so dependent on Zoom mm-hmm. that like if we ever record in person, you're not gonna remember how to do this. Yeah, exactly. We would each have to have our own soundproof room to podcast with each other in. <laughs> <laughs> would love that. Uh, Alex Edler, not going to talk about this very much because it's not news until he actually leaves. So if he does leave, he'll get his own episode. But in the meantime, like he's just finally going to actually see what else is out there. He'll probably just be like, eh, and come back to Vancouver. You don't think he's going to sign in Tampa for like a million bucks? Like the maybe scene, the scenes could still do it. Could still could still pull him back in. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like my answer is maybe. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I think realistically the situation with Edler is that he will leave. And I think he'll go to some team that will be fine. Uh and then he's gonna come back after uh he's gonna retire at the end of this year, after next year. I mean yeah, I think and that's then work with the Canucks sense. in some capacity. Because yeah. the Cityans are gonna 100%. ask him to come back. But that I mean, does he strike me as a coach or development guy? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like from my, uh, you know, my insider point of view, <laughs> I don't know how much of a locker. He could be a he scout. I sure. Bet you, he, I bet you he's fucking whip smart. For real. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that's the reason why nobody likes him is because he's quiet and bookish. <laughs> Ooh. there's a there's like a, a history of that. But he's like fucking cool. Like he was he's friends with the hives. Oh, like he just yeah. hangs out with the hives. Anyways, well, this is really great content. <laughs> I'm just gonna listen to the hives later. No, you know what? Let's just like let's just keep going with this. <laughs> let's keep going with this. Fuck it. We'll just put the Canuck stuff in the cold open. Who cares? Right. Um, yeah, Alex Adler. You know, is the fucking play cool. Ice. He he really yeah exactly. I get it. It's a good joke. Um, he's he's fucking cool because he was. Uh, I read somewhere that he's friends with the hives, which have a connection to Canucks history. Uh, both because they've been used as a goal song in some capacity. Yeah. I think yeah. by Alex Edler that year that they had the oh yeah the individual goal songs. I think he used like tick no. tick boom. Holy shit! The Hives have been around since 1983. Is that just I thought, when they, no his his was some born? weird like Swedish death metal. I thought oh maybe it he's was. also into them because I remember Grania having a. I mean we're talking about Edler, so we have to bring up Grania yeah, had like, a bomb of a, like a fire tweet about uh. No, you know what? You know what I think it was is I think it was uh, that song, that Metallica song, "Ride the Lightning." 
Yeah, that's and what it's it was. like, and it's like, it's it's so on brand that Chris Tanev and Alex Edler's goal songs are literally about fucking and dying. Like one song is literally about getting electrocuted to death, and the other is like, "Hey, sexy, let's all take <laughs> our clothes off." <laughs> okay, I googled uh, the Hives and the Sedins and Edler have a connection. Yeah, uh, all all I see in uh, Kukla's corner. Uh, this is from uh, oh, yeah. February, February 28, 29, uh, 2008. I love how no, it doesn't matter what the news is. It just turns into this no yeah, matter fuck what. It. Yeah. Uh, Swedish rock band The Hives came through Vancouver in February 22nd, played at the Commodore. Before their big show, they stopped at a GM place for a hockey game with Swedish Canucks, Edler, Daniel, and Henrik Sedin. The game went great with the Canucks narrowly pulling away with the 6-5 victory. Wait, did they watch the game? Oh, no, no yeah, they played a game with them, I think. That rocks. The event was uh, coordinated by Canadian Recording Services. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, there's a photo with uh, the whole band with the three of them. Yeah, they're they're buddies apparently. Like apparently oh. they're apparently they like each other. Like they're friendly. I don't know if they're like buddies. I don't know if they go drinking together, but apparently they're like friendly with each other. They like each other. Cool. And and I do know that at some point some Hive song was used for a Canucks thing. I'm fairly certain they did the individual goal songs two years in a row and one of the years it was tick tick nah, it could be or maybe it was even like one of the Sidians used it or something but anyways it was it, it someone wrote somewhere it was like oh yeah he used this song by his friends the hives oh that's um, cool unless that was like the writer just being racist <laughs> against swedish people yeah it's possible <laughs> but yeah i i think that like i said he'll get his own episode if he leaves or when we know more or whatever, but I just think no matter for, what he for now, for now it's, it's like, I don't really want to talk about like what losing Edler means because we've all been prepared to lose Edler for like five years. Yeah. We've yeah. been waiting we've for it to happen. We've already done an episode. That's like farewell. That's ever. true. Yeah, that's totally. True. With Grania, like two years ago, like one of our <laughs> earliest episodes was like, ah, maybe we're finally going to say goodbye to Alex Edler. And then it was like, <laughs> Nope. And then three more seasons happened <laughs> and a global <laughs> pandemic and like all this other shit. So, yeah, uh, we'll talk more about him in the later episode. But uh, the other big news is the the one perfunctory trade that the Canucks pulled off before the expansion draft, because uh, all Jim's guys in the media that he talked to kept saying that he had to do it. And so he was like, oh, I should probably do that. So they willed jason dickinson into getting traded to the canucks okay uh who who's that who good question the kind of guy that they should be looking at he's not a big name by any means but he's a cheap bottom six center with really high-end defensive numbers like next to no offense next to no offensive value whatsoever but like elite defensive numbers, some of the best in the league. He's like who people thought Brandon Sutter was. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like obviously people always thought Sutter had like offensive upside, but like in terms of defense, he's who people thought Brandon Sutter was. Yeah. The trade was like a brand, what you should have actually paid for Brandon Sutter. So, so he's a center. He's a center. Yes. He's going to be their third line center. He's going to eat the tough matchups to free up Bo Horvat to just play a more offensive up-tempo style well that's that's 26 and we finally got him a good defensive forward yeah and jason dickinson is 26 as well 
So he's young, he's cheap, he's an RFA, so like they have to they have to get him signed. Uh, they retain his exclusive rights, and the kind of stuff he does well doesn't tend to show up in arbitration hearings. So mm-hmm. like they should probably be able to get him signed for under two million. If they do, great. Evolving Wild has him projected at two point two. So if he gets that, that's a little high to me, but you can live with it, I guess, if you lock in some cost control. Like if you can get him on three years, if you can get his age 26, 27 and 28 seasons on a cheap deal, that just frees up money for you to like. You don't have to worry about your third line center anymore. You've got a defensive guy who can eat all the tough minutes and then you can have two offensive lines, which I think right now is like what they're best equipped for. Because mm-hmm. Bo Horvat is never going to be Ryan Kessler. He's mm-hmm. just not. No. Just not that kind of defensive player. But Jason Dickinson is like Ryan Kessler minus the offense. He's Ryan Kessler pre that one offseason. Which is very good. Yeah. And he said in 2014 when he was drafted that he modeled his game after Ryan Kessler. And he was like a high-end prospect. The offense never really came, but all the other stuff he still did well. Manny Malhotra is like another good example of a guy who's sort of like that. Mm -hmm. Just guys who were like supposed to be really good, but just never quite panned out. But we're still like good bottom six players. I mean, I'd push back on Malhotra. I feel like he did. pan. Well, I don't know where he's drafted. He didn't pan. He was drafted like ninth overall. Uh, Well, it went like in the late 90s, though, right? Yeah, but he was highly touted enough that like, uh, the Rangers refused refused to include him in a package for Pavel Bure. <laughs> oh, wow. like that's how they were like, no, we can't give up Malhotra for prime era Pavel Bure, like Florida era Pavel Bure when he was scoring enough to wow. get them into the playoffs on his own. They were like, nope, can't give up Manny Malhotra for that. Manny Malhotra mm-hmm. is too good of a prospect. If that trade had happened, though, can you imagine like how much content we could have gotten out of it? Oh my god. Yeah, it's honestly it's a good trade. Like I, I always feel irritated and always feel like I have to qualify it when I see people get over the moon about something that teams pull off five or six times a year. Usually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, this this it's sort of both simultaneously a good trade, good value, fair price, and also like sort of the bare minimum under the circumstances because they had a unique opportunity here. They could not go into the expansion draft protecting Cole Lind and Ole Ulevi. Like that just would have been so depressing when there were Victor Arvidsons and Jason Dickinson's and Barkley Goodrose and et cetera, et cetera. Those kind of players available on the trade market. Uh, Canucks probably could have had Mason Appleton as well if they had wanted them. Um, they might not have liked the asking price or they might have uh, decided they needed a third line center more like a defensive minded third yeah. line center. Right. Do you think that the current protected list is less depressing or more depressing than the Canucks protected list in 2016, 17? Oh, whatever that was. Do you can, That's you, a good question. can you pull that up for us? I think somebody that would somebody be tweeted about it earlier fun. today, right? Do you remember who it would have been? So the Canucks protected list was Sven Bershi, Louis Erickson, Marcus Granlund, Horvat, Sidine, Sidine, yeah. Sutter, Edler, Goodbranson, Tan, and Markstrom. 
So I would say there's four players that you should not worry about protecting in there. Uh, who were the four that? I would say you shouldn't worry about protecting Bearshi, Erickson, Granlund, Sutter, or DeBranson. Yeah. Because I know I was like a big Sutter should be exposed because, you know, maybe you get that contract off your hands. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. That exposure list is, is uh, or that protected list is worse than the current one, for sure. No question. Versus Besser, Dickinson, Horvat, Miller, Mott, Pearson, and Pedersen. And like, Levy, Myers, Schmidt, Demko. Mott and Pearson are depressing. But like yeah. five of the forwards were depressing in yeah. the other one. Yeah, makes sense. That is an extremely mild improvement over last time. No, it's not <laughs> even a, a mild improvement. That actually, I think, kind of illustrates like how much talent has come into the team and how bad they still are. You know, yeah. like there's there's been an equal amount of talent coming out of the team, if not more, because otherwise, like, how do you add that many talented players and still end up at the bottom of the Canadian division. Like, but regardless, I don't I don't want to get too bogged down in depressing stuff because I do ultimately think like it's a medium upside trade. Like I think there's more upside to it than people realize because Dickinson had a really low on ice shooting percentage last year, like comically low. Like down at five percent. You should always like sort players by on ice shooting percentage and then just see who you can get for cheap. Yeah. And he he's not an offensive player like but right now he looks like an offensive black hole and i think he's a lot closer to being an offensive layman like a slightly below average offensive player but a slightly below average offensive player who routinely sports like a 60 percent expected goals is really valuable Especially on your third line, especially eating tough. That's matches. exactly what you want for your depth, right? Because they're not going to be too expensive, but they're not going to cost you on the scoreboard. And I do think, like worst, it's kind of like worst case scenario if a if a more offensive third line center becomes available somehow, and you're able to bring one in, then you just have excellent center depth at that point. You right. can move Dickinson to the wing. You can have a double face-off man line specifically for matchups you can just load up and have four really good centers down the middle which is something i really advocate like i don't think you should punt any of your centers because it's the position that spans the most of the ice so i would argue it's the most important but yeah i i i think um there's a decent chance like maybe four times out of ten you make this trade and you get a cheap 26-year-old 30-point elite defensive center. For a third-round pick, that's pretty good. Now, under the circumstances, you're supposed to be able to find guys like this for cheap. And they they kind of went for a hybrid piece between what you'd want them to target and what they've traditionally liked but i think you can win with jason dickinson on your third line and i think that this is a step in the right direction in terms of roster construction in terms of targeting the right players because he is genuinely uh good at what he does and he's not too expensive so the canucks got cheaper and better at center and it cost them a third round pick so that's that's a win no question. So it's it's just it's like one of those just common sense moves another team makes, but when we do it, it's a surprise to us. Like, yeah, the bar has been lowered, 
Yeah, and it, se- it seems like we've learned they've learned their lesson from spending so much money on beagles and setters, etc. But good if they um, have. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't absolutely. care how they learn the lesson. Like, it'll be really funny to me. I care how quickly they learn the lesson. Yes, I care how quickly they learn the lesson. But like, it'll be really funny to me if Jim just got a free year for eating shit uh, for Frankie. And now he gets to do whatever he wants. And he does a decent job. Like, and they get back to where they're supposed to be. Like, that'll be really funny and really stupid. But great. Mm-hmm. Which I just want them back there. Gonna happen. Like Brian Burke was kind of a dumb guy GM as well, but the West Coast Express years were fun. You know, mm. I want the bar higher than that, but it's not. So, like, I'll take what I can get, you know, <laughs> especially when just below the 49th parallel, you're going to have another team to watch that's probably going to be really good pretty soon. Yeah, here's hoping it uh, lets the fire under his ass. Um, what's the likelihood that this is the biggest deal that Benning makes outside of signing Pedersen and Hughes this summer? Maybe like two to one. Okay, well, I don't understand math, so I don't know what that means. But <laughs> really what I was looking for is, uh, do you think this is the biggest, do you guys think that this is going to be the biggest move that he makes outside of like he's not going to make any bigger trades or sign any well, more impressive players. I don't players, think they have right? any room can't. to do that because they don't have any money. I think they yeah. have a bigger move coming. I do. I think they have some kind of bigger move coming. I don't know. Ten million dollar offer sheet for Jujar Kara. That's <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. The uh, the ten million dollar offer sheet that uh, Sean Warren was telling us that's coming from Mark Bergevin, which <laughs> I'm sorry. Even if this happens, I'm going to think it's really funny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Wait, the offer sheet for who? Oh, for Pedersen, sorry. Oh, for Pet. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Okay. You know what? I feel, I feel like I could totally make up having a French source. I feel like that's that's my entry into being taken seriously on Canucks Twitter for, for one Just minute. pretending to know a French guy? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because who's going to argue with me? Like three people. I don't know. Anyways. If they offload Braden Holtby's contract somehow. Is is that a bigger move? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's of more consequence because then they'll have have money again and then they'll probably sign like at least a medium notoriety free agent. And at yeah. that point I would say like Dickinson's already like one of the smaller moves. So right. but having said that satisfied I also think there's like a fairly decent chance like not quite as likely, but it wouldn't surprise me that they can't offload a bad contract. They don't have any money. They can't really make any trades and they just kind of fill out the rest of their roster, like buy a few people out, fill out the rest of their roster. And this is like maybe not the biggest move, but like pick them with the other moves that they make, which would be fine, honestly. Yeah, because like I've thought for a while that this team just needs to sort of take the lumps and like. Yeah, I think so too. You're gonna suck, and you either can either accept it, or you can spend money and make the problem worse and like make the problem longer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think like, they just need. I think they just need to bite the bullet and just be like, yeah, we need to get some of this money off our books, and we can't do anything. It's so unforgivable that they re-signed Tanner Pearson. Like the more yeah. I think about that, the more I'm just like, Jesus Christ! Like I know why they time. did it. They did it because I think there's a genuine 
problem in that locker room in the sense that like mm-hmm. it's not yeah. like i think that anyone there is like a cancer or something like it's not like i'm like you know oh jg miller's creating a toxic environment or something stupid like that it's just like i think that they were pissed like i think everyone in that locker room was pissed yeah i do think it's bad for team morale to like ice a team that was worse than like notably notably worse than the year before for no real reason and without a plan on getting better like i think there was a real problem with morale in mm-hmm. the locker room and i think that's why they re-signed tanner pearson because that's a guy people like they needed to and bo Horvat was going to threaten to become a curling hag husband and guy friend <laughs> he was going to retire. We've, we've, already, we've already been over this. Oh, the have. opposite oh. of Wag is Hab, have. which is interesting. <laughs> that, is, that is interesting. He was going to be a Hab, a curling Hab, and uh, just live out his days taking care of his If Montreal and, isn't uh, a city of husbands, I don't know what it is, though. Am I right, folks? Can, can we do that record scratch now? <laughs> Go to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I am your host, one Jackson McDonald. One of the worst cold opens. I am Biasteran. Yeah, I totally forgot we were still doing the cold. Yeah, open. I don't know. I just figured uh, since I had the uh, the in. We were just on a roll talking about the Canucks stuff, so we might as well have kept going. Yeah, why not? You know, we're trying yeah, out different to this things. By now. If you're listening to the show, you're used to one this. One of the things I know about, you know, being in a relationship. You're for used a to long this time. Still mad about you got to try out different stuff. You got to keep things fresh. So this is us doing the serious part of the show as the cold open. Now that one more of us is married. Uh, no, I mean, one of us yeah. is married. We're more responsible now. Various things of that nature. Uh, yeah, we're we're eating our vegetables earlier. That's right. How was getting married, Elliot? Uh, it was good. <laughs> That's good. It, uh, <laughs> what if we just go to the next topic? <laughs> It got extremely hot like one minute before we did the ceremony. Oh, no, that sucks. Well, at least that means you didn't get uh, cold. Uh, cold feet. Uh, hey. uh, I. It is genuinely impressive to me that Elliot somehow managed to not miss an episode over the course yeah. of getting married. I've missed I've missed episodes because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the Iron Man streak continues. Um, yep. Elliot Hoyt, the Brandon Morrison of the episode. To me, this is the equivalent of being like, oh, I, I only have to cut off like half an inch of my pinky finger. Yeah, just do it and I'll keep playing. Um, <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. Well, you had to talk about it with your friends after. That is so true. I'm interested to to do this with you guys. Our scheduling's gotten really fucked up Uh that's okay. In recent weeks, because of the reopen and because of life resuming, and yeah, it is. It's it's completely okay, but uh, I'm actually kind of excited to get to do an episode that is like totally and concretely about hockey with you guys again. It's it's been a while since we've been able to do that, and mm-hmm. I, it I'm really excited for Seattle. Like I'm all, I was really excited for Vegas too, but this is different. Like this is a team with a good front office, with somebody we know that works for them, with great jerseys that's right in our backyard. Like, I know that I joked about going to a Vegas game, but like, 
I can actually go to a Seattle game. Absolutely. Yeah, actually worrying is. about it yeah. too much. We'll get to it, I guess, probably a little bit more later, but I'm genuinely wondering like how I'm supposed to not be a Seattle Kraken fan. I think we're all going to support their success. We're going to like it if we beat them, but we're going to laugh a lot when they beat us. And uh, I think it'll be good. I, I, I don't I don't expect too many good things to happen about it for the Canucks. I don't think it's actually going to light enough of a fire under under Benning. The only thing the Aquilinas are going to do is like do a bunch of like cosmetic things. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah. They'll change the name of the AHL team once they've had a little more time to like the Abbotsford Cthulhu's or something. Oh my God. Yeah. They'll, so they'll, they'll in desperation be like the Abbotsford Ogopogo. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. It's <laughs> so horrible. Oh, that's me. perfect. Actually. That's exactly, that's going <laughs> to happen now. I'm convinced. <laughs> So, you know, the interior. Yes. Uh, this episode will actually go out before the expansion draft happens. So I'm um, I'm excited to, yeah, look, look through these rosters here because I know each of you made your own rosters, right? I yeah, I did this in a kind of a couple processes here. Like I just went through the list, not realizing how many were UFAs and yeah. also not realizing that you could only pick one from each team and in some cases i picked like two. Oh, that's uh, hilarious for like a couple i have a, i have a whole list like i thought ryan miller was available he's not and, and but he's he's retiring though yeah oh my god that's why yeah <laughs> <I don't... laughs> oh well that's why he's not on the list then yeah i couldn't get adam cracknell that's who i wanted to that's pick very our... sad i wanted to pick because of our relationship with our official khl squad the kunlun red star yeah go course. red star uh Believe he's from Sandwich. Really? Yeah, he's from the island for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, he is from the yeah. island. I really wanted uh, L.A. Kings uh, young guy uh, Bakonji Imama. Oh yeah. Uh, really? Who else? Uh, Gosses Beer. Uh, should I send you my list right now, or should I just go through? No, we'll just go like, through what? it and we'll talk about. Okay. We'll talk All about right. each one, and we'll just go. We'll just go alphabetical, right? That works. All right. My team is the. Uh, the Seattle Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, we have 17 forwards and 11 defense and only two goalies. Uh, that's, wait, that, that's not cap- a legal team. You know that, right? So you would get well, you would get uh, fined or penalized. By the I way. can I can handle a couple fines. Uh, I'm Jeff Bezos. I own this team or something. I can, <laughs> I can afford it. My uh, and that's and also like and I I anticipated that. Do you know who? Cap hit. Do you know who? What's actually- that? Because my cap. Yeah, I, I kind of have an idea because my cap hit is 114 million. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, like, the plan, the plan is for future success. Oh, this rocks. Uh, uh, anyways, Hayden Flurry from Anaheim because uh, I couldn't find Ryan Miller because I forgot he retired. Okay, Dyson Mayo because that's uh, David Craig. No, no, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Right. We're gonna we're gonna each go. Oh, we're each yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're each right. gonna, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna okay. go through. Okay, that's a good idea. Let's delete a lot of the last bit, except for my map. We got to get through this soon, but that just that last point reminded me of the one other thing that I thought about a lot, which was who does Reese like? Because you were talking about how nobody knew how good William Carlson was going to be. Well, apparently William Carlson was a player that Reese identified in his first year with the Panthers as a potential top six player playing a bottom six role in Columbus, which like 
shocked me because I was like, nobody fucking thought that. But apparently he did. So I leaned on him a lot as well. Kind of in some instances, just being like, I wouldn't have known to take a couple guys if he hadn't told me they were good. So with that in mind, uh, let's start here. Who'd you guys take from Anaheim? I think we both took Caden Fleury. The two of us did. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Went for a real left, right defenseman. Guy you've heard of. Uh, 1.3. Heard of him. Former Carolina Hurricane, I think. A few cups with Pittsburgh. Looking good. I picked Danton Heinen. Okay. He yeah. had a decent offensive year in his rookie season. He's put up decent numbers before. But mainly, uh, the other guy I wanted to take here, Sonny Milano, is a guy that I really see in a top six role, not a bottom six role. And I just know there's going to be so many other good left wingers. I like Danton Heinen more as a trade piece and more as a bottom six player. So I took him. Okay. Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I picked uh, the guy you want when your sandwich gets too messy. Dyson Mayo. Oh, hell yeah. And you just took you just took him because of his name, I'm assuming. Yeah, honestly, I didn't see it. Michael Chaput was just going to be a bit, but he's also UFA. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, same thing Andrew with Lance me. Yeah. Old. I don't. <clears throat> there's there's nobody here. I I thought was. I didn't give a shit about this, and so I just picked Tyler Pitlick just because he would give me a 2022 expiry. Yeah, fair enough. And he's like a bottom sixer or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised neither of you went with guy I've heard from Drance is good, Michael Bunting, because I know he's mm. a guy. That has, I mean, he is a UFA, so maybe that's why. The other philosophy behind my team is I have, uh, as part of my years-long plan to foment a feud with uh, Thomas Trance, uh, out of nothing, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try to never pick who he wants. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. We'll, uh, we'll circle back to that. <laughs> I took Christian Fisher. Uh, he's okay. young. He's cheap. He's just been an excellent scorer at every level and he's had oh, these like okay offensive numbers on a terrible Arizona team and once again a player I I don't mind as a trade sh- chip and don't mind potentially in a bottom six role if he doesn't become my Jonathan Marchessault or my yep, William Carlson sense. that I'm hoping for Boston Bruins Elliot who'd you take I took uh, Curtis Lazar guy you've heard of guy I've heard of I want some center depth and yep. oh he's cheap He's also bad from what I hear, but I don't. I've I don't heard mixed know. things. Like I've heard, I've some people say he's bad. Maybe the people that know what they're talking about think he's bad. He might be better now, though. Too fair enough. I also was very tempted to take like Senny Shin Zorbril or uh, the other guy. Yeah, DeBrusque ended up getting protected, but I just took Andre Kasha because I remember a few years ago he was supposed to be good. He's cheap. He's young. That's and, how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Reese likes him. Oh, so there I, you go. Taku Reese said was good. For a second, my pick, David Krejci, I thought might have been too expensive and probably contributed to the cap hit that I have. Uh, yeah. However, he's UFA this year and he's 35. So who who knows how much? Yeah, you might be able to get him onto your team if you get his rights. So Buffalo. Kyle Okposo deserves better. <laughs> Therefore, coming to Seattle. You better be trying to get Buffalo to like give you picks for that or something because that's a sorry. Who did you say? Kyle, Kyle Oposo. Why is Buffalo giving us picks for that? Oh, oh, because they really want to keep him. Because he no, because oh. he makes way too much money and he sucks. Oh. <laughs> He's on a horrible team. Uh, so yeah, and he can't that. even crack the lineup. <laughs> 
because he's on a horrible team. He's got nowhere to pass in the puck. I don't know how hockey works, but I think <laughs> I wanted. So I wanted to pick Zungus Gergensen's for the bit. Absolutely, great names. Uh, Drake Kajula was another option. I picked Colin Miller. I can't wait for Jackson to roast me for this one. No, I also picked Colin Miller. Okay. Oh. Yeah, uh, it worked for Vegas. He's a right-handed defenseman. He's 28. He makes too much, but his contract expires next year. I'm giving him a shot because he was genuinely good in Vegas. So I'm thinking he's bad because Buffalo's bad. Right. Oh, so you say that about Colin Miller, not Kyle Closo. Okay, okay well, worst-case scenario, Colin Miller was a good third-pairing defenseman. So he'll just be an I overpaid have him on my third, third pairing. pairing. Yeah, he'll just be an overpaid third pairing defenseman who expires at the and end. And he only makes three and a half or whatever. So like you could trade him with retention. Exactly. Yeah. And you could definitely get a pick for him or something at the deadline. Like fine. All right. Calgary. There's a chance that we all have. I think I, I took Mark Giordano. I did too. I was going to, but then I took Skillington. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, How do you say yeah. his name? Is Shillington, right? Sorry, Shillington. I'm sorry, we're going completely off book with that pronunciation, so I'm not going to sweat that I got it slightly wrong. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, you were. Yeah, that was a good improv of it. He's uh, he had he, that's a high upside play, and I could see like if you maybe like other other like big ticket guys, and you don't think you're going to retain Giordano, or you don't like care that much about the return, like maybe you take the high upside pick. But yeah, I took I just took Giordano because I figured like proven number one expires at the end of next year so he literally works for you either way uh i very much do not good. have a number one defenseman yeah totally i have a platoon and <laughs> that definitely influenced my choice what did why did you why did you pick giordano Vias? I, I honestly before i picked him i did not realize how old he was and if i saw it 37 i probably i honestly probably would not make that pick shillington sounds like a much better pick because i can't see anybody on the forwards I feel like Seattle's probably going to have a good development system that if Shel- if Shellington isn't even good, then they'll make him good. But Giordano's contract expires at the end of the season. End of this season? Yeah. Like, like you get him for one year, year, and then you can possibly sign him for cheap. Or trade him. Yeah. But but he's That's 37 and like, I don't like, look, I didn't, I don't remember if he was like, I know he was like probably Calgary's best defensive last year, but yeah. Overall, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how long that's going to last. He's one of those guys who, like, yeah, you. He might just come come to camp one day and be cooked. He's also been good, though. That's the thing. Like, he, yeah, he was good last year. So, yeah, it's not arguing that he's not good still. I just, I don't think it's. You want to build a team for the future, so yes, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Fair enough. And I I don't. I mean, that's part of the reason why I got scared off of him because it was if like Shillington's going to be a guy, then. Hey, he's 24. He's going to be a guy for another yeah. four or five years. Yeah. And I didn't keep, I don't remember too much about what uh, Vegas's draft was like, but did, I don't remember if they drafted a lot of people who were above 35. And I feel like, why would you, unless it's for a play to, to force a trade of some sort or like use them as, as an asset like that. Um, outside of that, I feel like if you're uh, uh, like, unless, unless you really know that your dad is going to be good for like a couple more years, avoid the guys who are above 35. As much as you can. I just think Giordano is a unique case. He's a good player. Uh, Like he's a player who's proven to be good past 35, like proven to be aging gracefully. Fair enough. And he's only signed for one year. So I'm honestly maybe, maybe just drafting him to trade him. 
uh, as a rental yeah. and just That's, get a yeah. first round pick for him. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, yeah. if not him, Louis Domingue, because uh, you need good bakers in the team. Absolutely. All right. Carolina. Nino. 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 All right, Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Like he, I was, I was shocked that I did, I did waffle between him and Doogie Hamilton, but I think you know because I have too many defensemen already, and I and I do need some for sign wingers. And Hamilton's a UFA, so he might not resign. Uh, Jake Bean, I considered here as a high upside play. Mm, yeah. Also, Morgan Geeky as a high upside play, but ultimately, Nino Niederreiter, he five point two five million expires at the end of next year so if exciting he's not good player. whatever who cares exciting player played well in carolina he could be your first line winger probably if you're on yep. francis he's on my first even, line if you're on ron francis like your goal isn't to make the final like realistically that your bar isn't necessarily there your bar still is uh to be competitive but also an exciting team to watch like you don't want a trap team to come out of the gates yeah i think that was actually part first. of my philosophy too it was like so between a boring player and an exciting player, pick the exciting player of 30. Abs- ab- ab- yeah, absolutely. Chicago? Yeah, I, I was looking at the others too, but... Uh, oh, I think I was also leaning on Cedric Paquet because uh, a certain other player I picked will need some French guys to remind him. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways. Chicago. Uh, I genuinely didn't do this for the bit. I did it because I think he is probably the highest upside play. I took Adam Gaudet. Hmm. So so did I. Same reasons. I think Brett Connolly. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's a good two-hit player. I'm not actually sure. He's at the very least a reclamation project. Uh, Vinny Hinestroza would have interested me as well, but he's a U- UFA. So I'll just talk to him in free agency. Okay, the next one in Colorado, I had no idea what to do. I'm, uh, yeah, I I'm playing stuck. fantasy sports, and I'm assuming that I can sign Landis Cog uh, to be my first line center. <laughs> okay, yeah. I hear that. All right. He's a left winger, so that'll be interesting. I, for uh, some reason, I thought he was a center. And I, I, I think he this. may have played center He's at played one center point. A few times, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I was stuck between uh, Eunice Donskoy and GT Comfer, and I only picked Comfer because he was three years younger. Yeah, I picked I picked Comfer as well. I considered taking Donskoy, but uh, he got traded today. So... Oh, uh, he's actually not on the Colorado Avalanche anymore. He's on the LMAO. New York Rangers. So so I I take JT Comfer and I actually feel better about this because that's who Reese took. So, OK, Columbus. I wanted to keep and just ensure that uh, Michael Delzato would stay far away from porn stars in L.A. <laughs> so I picked him. But then I realized I did not know he was on Columbus before. And so now he's actually closer. Yeah. So. Uh, fuck. I actually, I actually don't know who else I'd do. I mean, Del Soto's cheat. Oh, fuck, he's UFA. You know what? Cliff Poo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was uh, very tempting. <laughs> so this is one of those things where it's like trying to walk the line between like Nathan sincerity. Nathan Gerby. He's small. Between go. like sincerity right. and irony and like what I would actually do versus what I would want to do. I, I took Max Domi because... He's the best player available. He could potentially be my first line center. Uh, I think he had an off year. I think he's like pretty decent offensively. Uh, he's not like great by any means, but he's the most valuable player and his contract expires at the end of the year. And uh, the, but the thing is, is that he's a bad man. It, yeah, he's a bad man. So if I and this comes up later where it's like if 
you know, if I'm an NHL general manager, like the problem is like, how much shit do I know about other players? Like how many other players do I know are chuds? Right. right? So at what point am I just like, well, okay, Max Domi is an average chud for the (laughs) NHL. So I'm going to take him because he's the chud, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Better the chud, you know, than the chud, you don't know. So I take Max Domi. (laughs) Who did you take Elliot? Uh, I took Scott Harrington. I just needed another 2022 expert. I don't know anything about any of these players. <laughs> <laughs> Great. No, that's that's good. I like it. Okay. Uh, Dallas, who did you pick, Vias? I, you know what? Yeah, I picked Jamie Alexiak because he's one of the big rigs from a couple of years ago. And uh, he may be, uh, be united with another big rig later on in this draft. Uh, big, big defenseman that Audrey likes. Yeah, uh, I took Alexiak as well. Uh, I figure if I don't like his asking price, I'll just let him walk. I don't really like anything that uh, Dallas has to offer. I took Uh, Ben Bishop because I need a goalie. Yeah, Ben Bishop, his uh, age and injury history worries me. I'm just worried. It it does, but like there's nothing else good for goaltending. I don't think okay well i have opinions about that so i know you have opinions about that but maybe. like everything else to me just seems like a gamble and i figure that yeah. you go with the proven guy okay yeah fair enough he is proven i just also think he's declining but that's fair no i i agree he's declining but but he might still be good for the length of his contract or he might be good next year or he might give you like uh insulation for the rookie that you want to try out or whatever exactly yeah okay fair did, enough did we all pick the same detroit red wing we yeah. must have we all we all we all pick Joe Hicketts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all big. Yeah, we're all big. Uh, Joe, we're all big Victoria Royals fans. So we took Joe Hicketts. No, we all really obviously, like that one Bronier tweet. So we picked Christian Juice. Ob- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, when you get the chance to take a speedy, small, right-handed defenseman who has a history in the region, you gotta take him. So of course, I took Alex Biega. <laughs> No, uh, I took, uh, obviously I took Stetcher cause he's, he's we the best. This was like the easiest pick. Like it's a whole, it's a slam dunk. Great. Is there, any, is there any reason maybe besides term? Cause he has still 2022. Sure. Why they wouldn't pick Evgeny Sveshnikov. If Evgeny Sveshnikov just hasn't like, he hasn't panned out. Oh, you know what? I'm, mi- I'm mixing up my Sveshnikov. You're thinking of Andre. I am absolutely thinking of Andre Sveshnikov. That's, that's silly. I almost, from the Edmonton Oilers, I almost did not yeah, pick Edmonton. this guy because I think Ron Francis should trade like four assets to get him anyways. <laughs> it's Juju Carrier. Of course you took I didn't look at anybody else. I was really tempted just to get more center depth. Honestly, like, this is one of those things where, like, looking at the roster I ended up with, I don't really need the guy that I took, and I don't really know how much he'd get in a trade. So I, I might end up having to kind of, like, not really get that much for this guy, but I took Dominic Cahoon. Okay. He's an RFA. He's not going to be that expensive and he's scored uh, on two different teams. He's kind of a guy that has really only produced well, arguably because of his line mates, but he's going to have line mates on my team as well. So uh, yeah, I took Dominic Cahoon. I would definitely reconsider this pick now that I've like actually looked at my team more in depth, but I went with Oscar Kleffbaum. Yeah, I I can see the thinking here because like he's like I know he's signed to like a bad contract, but he's not actually that overpaid. And like I have cap space to play with, and he's fine. Yeah, yeah. 
He's he's fine, but he's overpaid. But he's fine. So yeah. And would he would he look even better with a better goaltender? Yeah, I hear that. Like 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 Clefbaum can play in a team with like more than just one line. Yeah, one and a half lines. Uh Florida. This is an interesting one, in my opinion. I had no fucking idea who any of these guys were. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I picked the Brady keeper because it's a draft and it's a keeper league. Okay. Yeah. He's cheap. Brought my cap down. <laughs> Who'd you my take? Cap went, my cap was at 115 million. Now it's 114. I took Noel Asciari because I have no idea what I'm doing. Noel Achari. No, uh, he's a uh, he's he's a UFA, so he's probably going to get paid. But he's an okay player. He still has another year. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So, oh yeah, that's a that's an okay pickup. That I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle takes him. Yeah. Uh, Alex Wenberg is someone who mm. interests me, but he's a UFA, so I'll just circle the wagons and free agency. Oh, I picked Brady Keeper because he's Curry. That's why. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's a good that's a that's, good reason if that's let's, true. Let's make sure okay. I that right. Uh I took Chris Drieger here. Okay. Because yeah. he is He's presented as like a goalie who could be a real guy. Yeah, I think he's a guy. He's pretty good. He played really well in Florida this year. Uh he he backstopped them to the playoffs to their best finish in quite a while. He's going to get a raise, obviously, and he's a UFA, so I'm not guaranteed to sign him. But I have a feeling that I can sign him, probably to a pretty reasonable deal. I don't know. I just think this is the move because, like, he's not going to be that expensive. And I know there's another potential option that's, like, kind of in a similar boat that I can go for uh, later on in the draft. So, yeah, I took Chris Drieger. Yeah. Moving on to Los Angeles. Uh, Elliot, who drew take? I took only Mata because I think he's good, but I have no idea. Yeah, his contract expires at the end of the year, and he's a name. Why not? He's one of those guys who used to be pretty. Like he was in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, he was touted. I know that. Yeah, I don't know if touted. he's any good, but he was touted. I picked Andreas Athanasiu. Yeah, uh, I have really liked how he plays, and I like that he was Greek. But I just found out yesterday that he's Indo Guyanese, so oh, he's cool. like. Also from oh, like crazy. the Indian diaspora, South Asian diaspora uh, through indentured labor. I think in, I'm uh, seeing a, tr- a, a slight trend with some of your picks. <laughs> a lot of them are darker. <laughs> you know, it, Seattle's a, a progressive town. You're trying to draft the, the woke hockey team. I can. Yeah. By making sure you have at least one Greek player. Trust me. I balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I took Kale Clagg. Because I need defensemen, and he's supposed to be—he was supposed to be a good prospect a couple years ago. So I just figured—I don't know—I didn't love anything available to me on LA, so I just was like, think, "That's a name." Do you think Jacob uh, Move Rare uh, <laughs> always has uh, an MC? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> who you guys got? Uh, you got to guarantee a final, so you got to get Nick Benito. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I took Nick Benito because I need a third line center. Yeah, he's a UFA. Otherwise, I might have been tempted mm. here for the bit, but I took uh, Capo Kakinen because. Oh, he had, oh, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. That's a fucking awesome name. He had excellent uh, numbers in uh, Liga. He was like a mm-hmm. 930 or something. Uh, and he's been okay. Uh, and he was pretty decent in the AHL. And he's been like, okay, like slightly below average in the NHL. So I'm taking him as like a, he's a pretty good goalie prospect. So he's probably my, my future number one. I'm hoping in a couple years. Right. 
on to Montreal. I seem like I'm the only one who went with the dumb guy mainstream pick here. I got I got Carey Price. Yeah. No, I can I can see. I, I saw some people say that like there's no way he's going. Uh, but if he's there, I'm gonna take him. I mean, it does let Bergevin offer sheet Elias Pettersson, which is really funny. Which so. would be so funny. It would there's be really the, funny. I think I think the Canucks need a re- like. There's no good reason for the Canucks and Habs to have a rivalry. That would fucking. That would do it. That would do it. <laughs> I don't love the contract. But I took Johnny Druin. Yeah, I can see that. Reese told me he's which one's bad. a bigger which one's a bigger risk, Johnny Duran or Carey Price? Carey Price. Yeah, because like the thing is, like ultimately, if you're overpaying like a forward who needs to be sheltered and scorey, like you're overpaying him by three million dollars. If Price is a pumpkin, then you're paying ten million dollars for absolutely nothing. <laughs> for five more years, he's going to be thirty-eight when his contract expires, and he might be cooked now. Yeah. I'm not taking Carey Price unless you're giving me a first round pick. Picks. Yeah, at least. Like, I am not just taking him off your hands for free. No way. Uh, Johnny Druin, I was tempted by, but Reese said he's bad. So I'll just believe him because um, he's smarter than me. Uh, so I took Brett Kulak. Not as a bet, I promise. Um, no, that makes sense. Yeah, he he's a decent defenseman. He's cheap. His contract expires at the end of the year. Yeah. If I'm if I'm Francois Le, Legault or Legault, I would yeah. totally give tax credits for any French player who plays for the Habs. Fair. Yeah. Why, why that's not? A good idea. That's yeah. the kind of shit you're supposed to do under the table. That's that's. Yeah. If he doesn't do that, he's a bad premier. He also is a horrible man. But. All right, Nashville. Who you guys got? I got Borowicki. I did too. I forget oh, exactly. But I know that's risky because he's injured. But that's a cute pick. I like that for both of you guys. I think he might have upside. So I think it would be nice if Justin had a friend. You know what? This would pay off for us. It would be nice if Justin had a friend in Seattle. Yeah. This would pay off for us. Yeah, you're right. Go with Justin. I was tempted to take the meme thing and take Brad Richardson, but I decided not to. Brad Richardson actually is my team doesn't really end up with a shutdown center. So Brad Richardson is 100% a guy I offer league minimum to in, in free agency to probably play on my fourth line. You're going to laugh when you hear who my third line or fourth line center be, is. Uh, be depth. So. But I just, I took uh Cali Yarncroke. He's uh, okay. cheap and good. Uh, he'll be a good like bottom six player. He probably won't be that expensive to re-sign. Uh, I don't think anyways. Some people are taking Ryan Johansson here. I just think he's way too expensive way and signed for way expensive. too long. Yeah, especially for who he actually is. I know he's good, and I know he's got connections because uh, he's from BC, but I, uh, I'm i not touching that contract. New Jersey, I really didn't like what was available here. I think the thing that would make sense to do if you're Seattle is try to get assets to take P.K. Subban. Ooh, now that's interesting because I agree with that. Yeah. So like, I also get, did. I grabbed Nick. I took Scott Wedgwood because I needed a back goal. Yeah, fair enough. I took Nathan Bastion because he's... Uh, he has a bit of upside and he's a young center. He's played. Um, it says here he's a right wing, but I've I've seen him listed at center. So I don't know. It's just he's a guy I've heard of. He's not going to be expensive and I don't like any of my other options here. So like I said, I really push hard to give me something and I'll take PK. But I also think that I might be able to pull off a trade for PK later where they retain salary. 
which might be more advantageous. Right. So, yeah, that's what I do. What about you, Vias? I went with I went PK uh, for the narrative because I also picked Price. I did not realize PK. <laughs> Shout out to PK's agent, nine million dollars. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. He was so good though for a while. He was so, he was good. so good. He just completely turned into a He just dead, he just uh got hurt and could never recover. Yeah. Uh okay. New York Islanders, I really did not like what was available to me here. Jordan Eberle tempts me, but he's old and expensive. He's real old, yeah. I took Richard Ponick as depth. I uh I picked Josh Hosang because he deserves better. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was tempted. Yeah, I was tempted. I was tempted by Hosang, but my my I wanted to make my team legal, and my team wouldn't have been legal if I took Hosang because he's a UFA. I took Seb Aho, um, the bad Seb Aho, just because I wanted more defensemen mostly, and I believe he's not bad. He's just fine. Like he's just a guy. Yeah, no, he's okay. Does he suffer from being Sebastian Aho? Definitely. If his name wasn't Sebastian Ajo, he'd get more credit as being a decent defenseman, I think. That's it. That's interesting. I fucking hate uh, his brother, but is Parker Wotherspoon good? Uh, no, the Wotherspoons never really turned out. Good. Yeah. New York Rangers. Okay, New York Rangers. Uh, who are you taking, Vias? Uh, this is to balance out the wokeness of my team because I know we're going to get bad press. <laughs> uh, Anthony D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know uh, what? I don't know if I made this successful. I ended up not picking this person, but there's another guy somewhere named Anthony Angelo. Yeah, yeah, that's I saw that too. Okay, okay. Pittsburgh almost got him, but yeah. Uh, Elliot, who'd you take? I picked Darren Radish just because he's right-handed defensive. Yeah, uh, he had some pedigree as well. Uh, I took Colin Blackwell because this is the guy okay. that I keep hearing from smart people is like a potential breakout guy. He had 22 points last year, all at even strength. He's a rate stats darling. Uh, he scored at a top six rate in a bottom six role last year. So that's the kind of guy you want. Yeah, he's my potential breakout like William Carlson type guy. So uh, I leaned on Reese a lot for this. This was a guy he took. But um, now with more research, he seems like the clear pick for me. All right. Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Who'd you take, Elliot? I took Ryan Zingle. Same yeah, here. that's fair. Yeah. UFA, but proven scorer, winger. He's probably going to re-sign for cheaper because he wasn't good. I take this as my one opportunity to take on salary, and I take uh, Evgeny Dadnov. He's only a couple years removed from like a 70-point season. He's 32, but he's only signed for two more years. I figure at worst, I can retain half and peddle him at the deadline in 2022 or 2023. I take the, I take the shot because... Uh, I can afford it. And because he's really talented. Uh, who did you take, Vias? Philadelphia Flyers. Who'd you take, Vias? Voracek. Uh, I needed to uh, hit the cap floor. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's also a good, good good player who you've heard of, right? He's so. a great player, and yeah. you can get him. Yeah. Like, that's that's the one where I think, like, I, I do think maybe a smarter person than me, if that exists, wouldn't take Sudan, wouldn't take Price. And wouldn't take on huge money like that, but you take Jacob Voracek. Sure. I think you absolutely do. I think Voracek's only played for one team, as far as I understand. And yeah, uh, getting an opportunity in a new city, in a new market, that's exciting. Uh, I think, and uh, maybe if you can get him to not be on Twitter, uh, I hate saying that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he could be. He could be like a big star in uh, Seattle. He could drive drive a lot of people uh, to the team. Um, yeah, the meme pick pays off here. I think. 
Yeah, fair enough. Who'd you take, Elliot? I take Gustus Bear. Yeah, um, I, I there are options here. Gustus Bear is a good pick. I think if you if you because like I know he was good when he was younger. I know he's not lived up to maybe his latest contract or maybe the hype that he got. Yeah, he hasn't. But I still think he's a functional player. Yeah, and. And I no longer have him on my first pairing now that I like actually looked at what players I have. So now I'm feeling much better about this. And you also don't have like you didn't have that many defensemen yet. So I think no. this makes sense as a pick. Uh, I took JVR yeah. because he's cheaper and signed for one less year than Voracek. And he's, he's seven million dollars. He's bet. Yeah, but he's cheaper than Voracek and he's signed for one less year and he's been good. Like he's he's been uh, a credible top six winger. He's a little expensive, but I don't have to hold on to him for very long. And he's yeah, he's a credible top six winger and there aren't that many available in the draft. So I took him. Reese took him, too. So that told me there was something to it. Moving Pittsburgh on Penguins. to Pittsburgh. Yeah, this one was one of the tougher ones because they actually have quite a lot of talent available here. Oh, well, I did not recognize that. <laughs> I didn't recognize any of these guys. Uh, like a lot of these guys, you could tell me that they're amazing or they're horrible and I wouldn't know. But yeah, I, Seattle was supposed to have a Tanev and I'm going to give him a Tanev. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Tanev is a guy that people really like. I think he makes way too much money. Analytics really don't like him. But like people around the league sure seem to like him. So I think there are some GMs who would be tempted by Brandon Tanev here. Who'd you take, Elliot? I took Casey DeSmith because I needed another. I needed to hit three goalies. Yeah, I also actually took Casey DeSmith at, as kind of my backup option to Chris Drieger right. uh, because he is signed for one more year. Uh, I figure I'm hoping I can get Drieger under contract and I'm hoping that, yeah, I'm hoping I sign Drieger and he works out so I can trade Casey DeSmith at the deadline and then bring up Capo Kakinen as my backup. Right. Jason Zucker is tempting here. Yep. Uh, as is Zach Aston Reese. I was going to say, isn't Zach Aston Reese like kind of a darling for analytics stuff? Both those guys are are have their strong suits. Um, I just figured like I needed the goalie more, and yeah. the and go and like there are more good uh, forwards available than there are good goalies, particularly wingers. So I just went with the with the goalie, San Jose. Uh, Vias, who'd you take? I, I, San Jose has always seemed like the same team forever, so I couldn't tell if any of these guys were good or bad. Totally, I, just got, I got Matt Nieto, uh, cheap. I remember him being good yep. against the Canucks, and he's young, and uh, you, you have you have him for a couple of years. Yep, that's two, a fine. Two years of Matt Nieto at seven hundred thousand dollars seems. That's a fine uh, depth. Yeah, this is actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, who'd you take, Elliot? I took. Uh, Ryan Donato. Yeah, I also took Ryan Donato as a high upside play. Uh, he was highly touted at one point. He scores like pretty, his rate stats are pretty decent. So he seems like a good bet to possibly break out. And he's cheap. Like it's, there's no risk attached to taking him on. Yeah. It depends what that next contract is because he is an RFA, but. On to maybe the most interesting uh, exposure list of the draft mm-hmm. St. Louis. Uh, who are you taking, Elliot? I took Vince Dunn because I'm attracted to that right hand and left hand defenseman. Yeah, I also took That's Vince really Dunn. Good. He's a uh, analytics darling. He's performed really well in a third pair role. He's kind of like a Nate Schmidt, if you want to compare to Vegas. Like 
he's a guy who has proved has earned a chance to be a top four defenseman and a, a solid one. Like he could be a number one or a number two or a number three. Like he, I was literally about to just say like, he could be a number one, two, three or four, <laughs> but like, there's so many options. What I really mean is like, he could be a, a, a possible like two, three, I think. And yeah, I take that over broken down expensive and possibly doesn't even want to play for me. Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. Like Tarasenko is a guy you trade for and you make them give you money. for. Yeah. I want to know more about what his deal is too. I would, like, I would grab just, him as an asset also. That's my pick. Yeah. He's uh, again, closer to Russia. You're taking him, but you're assuming that they're going to give you something to take him. Uh, or I just take him and I, and he's an asset. And try to peddle him. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know he doesn't make sense. Tampa Bay. This is the toughest one. Like this was on its face supposed to be really tough, but I look at their defense. I don't really see anything that I want. I look in net and I don't really see anything I want. And then I look at forward and most of the guys that I would be interested in expensive. are either UFAs or expensive. So I take Yanni Gord uh, because Same. I think he is a potential first line center. He's my first line center. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get Gord. I wanted to get Patrick Maroon to get both of the bigs rig onto one yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Patrick Maroon uh, plus size king. Yeah. Yanni Gord also, it was like between him and Tyler Johnson for me. Sure. Uh, but Tyler Johnson's term. expensive. Well, they're both expensive, and Tyler Johnson has one. What you get, though, you get more from Palat than you do from Johnson, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I just like Gord because he was a little bit younger. He's a center, uh, and you get him for for longer. In 5.1. Toronto, we have to just talk for a second about how Toronto traded for Jared McCann and then exposed him. Apparently, the thinking here is that they, they didn't trade that much for him, and now they're insured to have a third line center for next year that that can score either McCann or Kerfoot. But even in spite of that, they did this to protect Justin Hall, who sucks so much that I'm not even a hundred percent sure that I'm pronouncing his name. Right. I don't think it's Hall. I think it's, I think it's Justin Hall. That's what Uh, I think too. But ultimately I really do think we're at the point where we got to ask like, what are you doing, Kyle? I'm not, really sure that i think this was a a hockey guy the hockey world was able to pass off as an analytics guy like i think this guy's been anointed for a long time and i don't know i don't know if the proof is really in the pudding because this is just the kind of dumb unforced error that jim betting would make so it's only fair for me to like uh rake kyle over the coals for it i have no idea what he was doing here but i take jared mccann uh not not just because of the bet, because he he's legitimately very good. And like you look at Micah's analysis of him, and he has McCann is like approximately as good as like Pedersen, which is obviously not actually true, but is probably more true than people would like to think. Yeah, in terms of talent, it's not close, but in terms of like results, I believe that like they were similar players in terms of value over the last couple of years. I, I didn't I didn't pick McCann, uh, but because I forgot that he was good. I forgot he was in the Leafs. Actually, I didn't notice him there. Yeah, he only just got traded. He he. I don't right. think he was even on the team. I was looking for him in the Pittsburgh list because he was my pick from Pittsburgh. It will be funnier if he 
if he is really good on there, and he probably would be. So that seems like a decent, like a fuck. He's twenty five years old. Yeah, yeah. They should, they should absolutely get him. Yeah, I I really like Jared McCann because he can play center or wing. He's got a wicked shot. Uh, I I think you can't lose taking him here because. I also really do think there is a value in, you know, the Canucks are going to be your biggest rival. Like, why not just grind the gears a little bit like uh, and and make your your biggest rival look stupid? I uh, my my pick rhymes with Jared McCann. Uh, uh-huh. I picked uh, Nick Patan. Uh, he's oh. uh, he's from Delta and he's secretly Italian. He was good at one point. Like he was a highly touted prospect at I, one point. I think, I think he, as far as I understand, he, he just kind of cracked through like the leaf step chart. I think it's fair to say that realistically, all three of us, if we're Seattle, we're trying to get an asset to take something from the Canucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, who who you got, Elliot? I took Colin just because I'd rather have the right winger than the left winger. Okay. Do you just go? I'm not touching any of this. I'm just gonna take a guy. Pretty much, yeah. Great. I I honestly had no idea what I was doing here. I picked Holtby. <laughs> I it's I pick I picked Holtby because I wanted to see what a Duwamish inspired and designed mask would look like. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's I mean, honestly, Holtby's not a bad play. It probably makes more sense than my Bishop play. I want to take. I'm happy to take Holtby if they'll give me something to take Holtby, but I'm not taking him. Yeah. just for fun. He's been bad for three years. Yeah, like that's the reality. He hasn't been good in three years. I take. I take Jace Howerluck. They unless they're going to give me an asset to take the guy I would really like to look at. I think is Roussel because I think he's the one guy who's making too much but isn't completely cooked. So maybe see if they'll give me like a third to take. I just want Roussel. my Twitter account to be like it looks like somebody's taking Colin. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. Okay, Washington. Look, if you think you can sign Alex Ovechkin, it does make sense to, to take Alex Ovechkin. But I'm pretty sure he's re-signing in Washington, right? Yeah, I think that's a good assumption. Fine. Yeah. Zidane Chara. <laughs> <laughs> Further twisting the knife in Vancouver. Uh, God, that would suck, hey? That would be so funny. Okay. I wouldn't even be mad. Is the right call here? Okay, I, I want to make sure I'm not mistaking him for somebody else, but is the right call not Connor Sheary? Ooh, yeah, maybe. That's a, a decent pick. He yeah, hasn't he had been, McCann and Connor Sheary back together. He was a guy who really benefited from playing with Crosby uh, and Malkin. He's a real like uh, Chris Kunitz type. I think mm-hmm. he's much more of a useful bottom six winger than he is like a top six winger. But you could do a lot worse because he's super cheap and you've got him for two more years. Right. So I don't mind that pick at all. I took Justin Schultz. Okay. He's okay. good. He, he 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 makes too much, maybe, but I think they're just capped out. So I take Justin Schultz. Uh, he's a UFA at the end of the year. He's right-handed, so I can trade him uh, really easily. I'll probably get something for him, but uh, yeah, I, I I think that's the play here for me. I took Nick Dowd because I wanted a fourth-line center. Uh, our last one here is Winnipeg. Uh, Vias, who I, you got? I heard uh, Sammy Niku has great hair, and there's not enough fans on my team. So he was uh, good uh, like a couple years ago, too. So worth a shot. Uh, I really thought I was going to end up taking Mason Appleton here because that's who I picked just because Drance is always talking about him. So but uh, I decided to take Dylan DeMello because I think there are more 
Mason Appleton level forwards available than Dylan DeMello right. level defenseman. So I took DeMello and I feel pretty good about the team I assembled. Uh, let's take a look here at what we got. Elliot, you go first. Uh, what are your what are your lines? I'm just going to make mine up on the fly. So I have Landeskog, Yanni Gord and Nito Niederreiter. Jonathan yep. Druin, McCann, Zingle, Connolly, Benito, Appleton, and then Donskoy, Dowd, and Nis- Akari. Achari. Achari. Okay, that actually works pretty good. I think I have Clefbaum done. Yeah. Uh, Ghost, Bear, and Stetcher. Yeah. And Aho and Miller. Honestly, that's pretty good. Like, I think that's like an actual NHL team. Yeah, like given, honestly, like there's there's actually a lot more. Who are your goalies? I have Ben Bishop in front of uh, my goalie. My goalie situation is garbage. Uh, Casey DeSmith and then Wedge, Scott Wedgwood. That's actually not even that bad because because I took I think Casey. We could DeSmith. make the playoffs. Like you could make the playoffs with that roster. I think there are there is an NHL GM right now who probably takes close to that roster. Yeah, um, which is an indictment of NHL GMs, <laughs> but like. I don't think you did terribly. I think, and I think, honestly, if you had had the time to do a little bit more research, you could have come up with a very, very good team because I actually like a lot of those picks and I actually like the composition of the roster a lot more than I was expecting when we were going through. I think you, there were places where I would have taken a different guy, but you made up for, you made up for those places by taking a different good guy. So I've got uh, Yanni Gord, James Van Riemsdyk, and Evgeny Dadnov as my first line. I've got Max Domi, Nino Niederreiter, and Jared McCann as my second line. My third line is Callie Arncroke, Christian Fisher, and Colin Blackwell. Colin Blackwell centering uh, those two. And then my fourth line for now is JT Comfer, Richard Panic, and Ryan Donato. And then I'm probably looking at flipping Cahoon and probably somebody else from my top six to see if I can give Kasha and Heinen a chance in my lineup. But uh, yeah, I feel pretty good with that forward group. And then my defense pairings are uh, Vince Dunn and Mark Giordano, Justin Schultz and Jamie Oleksiak, Troy Stetcher and Kale Clagg. And then I'm trying to figure out what to do with Brett Kulak, uh, Dylan DeMello, <laughs> Colin Miller, because uh, I have way too many right-handed defensemen, I just noticed. I only have... Uh, I have significantly less left-handed defensemen. So okay, but if you had that problem in the real NHL, you'd be fine. I'd be you would be fine. pretty happy with yeah. yourself. And then uh, in net, I have Chris Drieger, who I'm hoping to sign ahead of Casey DeSmith and Capo Kakinen. And then if I can't get Drieger signed, I'll bring in a journeyman backup and hope that Kakinen can take over the net quickly. Uh, Vias, what do you got? Uh, Voracek or Tarasenko first line. Uh, that's a really good first line, Vias. Yeah, it's going to be at the Canucks single-handedly. Uh, Nino, Krejci, and Oposo. Uh, we're gonna, right. That's a gamble. Uh, that, you're gambling on Oposo uh, really turning back the clock there, but okay. I think, I think with uh, with the leadership of Krejci and Nino's speed, uh, 
Anyway, yeah, okay. Uh, Brandon yeah. Tanev, JT Comfer, and Connor Sheary. That's that's a big. That's a, an actual like third line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyra, Adam Gaudet, and Matt Nieto. I have okay. too many forwards. Uh, there's a lot of forwards not on on here. Uh, Thatcher and Giordano. Uh, I as a joke, I put Subban and Tony D'Angelo. Uh, <laughs> I think Subban would kick his fucking ass on 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 absolutely. An draw. Uh, it'd be great. Uh, and Hayden Flurry and uh, Jamie Luxiak, and then I have Price and Holby. It's twenty. It's twenty million dollars over the cap. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what? What do we just learn? That's what wins a cup. So fuck you. It's true. You're right. Uh, I just and I have the brain of Jim Benning, and I see what wins, and I try my best to emulate that. Well, uh, on that note, I think we should call it a day because this has gone on probably longer than any of us expected it to. Absolutely. This was a lot of fun, though. It was fun to talk to you guys again. Um, See you soon. You can follow me on Twitter at McDonald. You can follow me at Vyasteran. Uh, actually, you can try to, but... <laughs> if you're cool, you can follow Vyas on his protected account. And you can follow me at Uh Don't forget to follow the pod at Roxy Fever. Subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Roxy Fever. I should also implore all of you to... Um, Tell your friends about the show. Our audience is a little niche. So if you know someone who you think would be interested in our content, please let them know about us. Uh, Also, rate, review, subscribe, all of that horse shit, because it is good in the algorithm. And uh, I I do put a lot of work into the show, so I guess I should promote it a little bit. We've got the Riot episode coming up very soon, probably first episode in August. Very excited about that. No hate mail this week. Just send your love and congratulations to married man at Moose Kayak on Twitter. Let's get an applause going in the chat. I was going to send your congratulations to a friend of the show, Namita at NN Stats for finally having a real NHL team to play with. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Seattle. So excited for her. So excited to have another team in the Pacific Northwest. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Good night.